the youth and, and the high school, middle school. We have some youth Bibles uh, back there as well. They're also in that little lounge where during the sermon, you can follow along with that as well. And um, you can uh, take an opportunity to just read the story, the story of what God has done for all of us through Jesus. And uh, that's even in a graphic novel, kind of comic book form. And it's just an amazing resource that we have. Um, tenemos unas Biblias para los jóvenes en las mesas afuera también y en la mesa de la Biblia, de, de las Biblias ahí. Um, and I think what's going around right now, I'm not sure if it was announced, but we are going to have a Holy Week um, is, is going to be um, beginning next week. So next week is Palm Sunday. So invite friends, invite family, um, invite others, and we're going to be worshiping with palms together, um, welcoming the Lord. The, that's part of the purpose of Palm Sunday. We welcome the King into our, into our place, into our hearts, and into this space as well. So that's going to be part of next week, and then on April, on April 7th, we're going to be having a Good Friday here. And Good Friday is all about the cross, the power of the cross. And so we're going to have an opportunity of an extended time of worship. So whatever time you get off of work, we're going to be here from 6 p.m. Um, and, and, and we're going to start at 6, but come at any point immediately. Come as you are. It's going to be a time to pray, a time to just put everything before the foot of the cross. We're going to have burdens, stones that we're going to just put at the foot of the cross also together. So that's all going to be part of Good Friday um, on April 7th at 6 p.m. And then, of course, Easter Sunday. Uh, el Día de Resurrección va a ser el 9 de um, abril. And um, that will be a time of rejoicing, of fun. And I think what's going around right now is a sign-up for a luncheon that we want to have that day just to share it together. Um, and it's beautiful weather. We may um, have, we'll have activities for children um, outside as well. And it'll just be a, a beautiful time to invite family, friends, neighbors, and to fellowship together. Amen. Well, let's continue in God's word. And as I mentioned, uh, the scriptures are from Isaiah and from James. Uh, las escrituras hoy vienen del libro de Isaías y del libro de Santiago. Um, I'm going to read first in Spanish and then in English. Voy a leer las, leer las escrituras primero en español y después en inglés. Isaías 41, 8 al 10, al 9. Pero tú, Israel, mi siervo, tú, Jacob, a quien he escogido, si, simiente de Abraham, mi amigo. Te tomé de los confines de la tierra, te llamé de los rincones más remotos y te dije, tú eres mi siervo. Yo te escogí, no te rechacé. Y Santiago 2.23 nos dice, así se cumplió la escritura que dice, le creyó Abraham a Dios y esto se le tomó en cuenta como justicia y él, Abraham, fue llamado amigo de Dios. Isaiah chapter 41 verses 8 to 9, but you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, my friend, I took you from the ends of the earth. From the farthest corners, I called you. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you, and I have not rejected you. James 2.23 says, and the scripture was fulfilled, 
that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he, Abraham, was called God's friend. Amen. Let's pray. Vamos a orar. Oh God, we thank you for your precious, precious word. Te damos gracias, Señor, por tu palabra preciosa. Thank you, Lord, that you are the one who always is with us, who is for us, who's ahead of us, to guide us, behind us, to protect us, and alongside us to accompany us. Lord, help us to live out this call as your people, to reflect Jesus in our lives, in our words, and in our actions. And Lord, would you just continue to provide for us, Lord, as your people, as your family. You are our hope. Right now we're looking, Lord God, for that next location that you would have for us, Lord Jesus. God, you already know the exact place that that would be. And Lord, even though we don't know right now, we know that you know, and that's enough, Lord. Help us to lean in, help us to rest, help us to trust in you. And help us to continue to pray, to pray your will be done. And then align us, God, with that will. Lord, we pray for this world that so desperately needs you. We pray for those navigating challenging weather in, um, in the south, in Mississippi, Lord, tornadoes. Um, Lord, uh, would you be that loving covering of mercy, Lord God, and raise up your people to step in in those gaps, to stand in the gaps, Lord. We pray for those that are um, experiencing loss and suffering just as was shared earlier today, Lord. We pray for that family in Southern California that's been brought to our attention, Lord God. We just entrust them into your hands and especially, Lord, for the children and remaining family members, Lord Christ, have mercy. And Lord, we pray also for those prayers that we've spoken out loud and those that we've kept to ourselves, but you know them, Lord. And so right now, God, we just bring them before the foot of your throne. Te traemos, Señor, todas nuestras peticiones ante tu trono. And Lord, we just uh, pray that even in this Easter season, would new people be able to come to hear your good news through Imago Church, Lord, through our proclamation and witness of your gospel, Lord. Thank you, God, that our identity is in you and our purpose is in you, Lord. Now help us to live and love as your people. We're in this season of Lent, of preparing, Lord, and next week we're going to be welcoming you into, Lord, into this space, into your mission, into your call, and we're going to follow you. Lord, be with us on Palm Sunday, on Good Friday, and on Resurrection Sunday, on Easter, Lord. Help us to see your reality with fresh eyes in that week, Lord. We love you and we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So um, throughout this season of Lent, um, this has been a season of preparing, preparing for what God is going to do and reveal to us in Easter week through 
the, uh, through Palm Sunday, his grand entrance, his victory through the cross, through the power of the cross, and then also through the glory of the resurrection. Um, durante este tiempo de cuaresma, nos preparamos para el tiempo de la Pascua de Resurrección. And um, we are just uh, leaning in and with open eyes, with open ears to what God is doing. And we've been learning and reflecting on how we can grow closer in our relationship and in our friendship with Jesus. Hemos estado aprendiendo cómo podemos uh, uh, cre crecer más cerca nuestra amistad con Cristo Jesús. And we've been in this series together that we've called Face to Face where we've been learning from those who have been closest to Christ and who have been called friends of God. We've learned about the apostles, we've learned about those that uh, Jesus ministered to um, as well, and uh, today we're gonna take an opportunity to learn a bit about this person who has been called a friend of God throughout the Old Testament and New Testament about uh, Abraham. But we're learning from all of those who were closest to God. As we see in scripture, we learned this a couple of weeks ago, our Lord Jesus doesn't just settle for calling us servants, but he calls us friends. Nuestro Señor Jesucristo no nomás nos llama siervos, nos llama amigos, amistades. He calls us friends. You and I are friends of God. So together, we're going to open up our hearts and open up our minds to draw closer to the heart and mind of the living God who takes that step of honesty, of vulnerability with us to call us friends. And we're going to be open to what God has in store as he's preparing our hearts and preparing our minds for this Easter season together, which is just going to start next week. Um, and as I was preparing to really talk about Abraham, the friend of God, and to help us understand a little bit of who um, he is and what their relationship was like. Um, uh, over the past couple of years, we've done uh, different types of messages on Abraham and Sarah and Genesis and all of that and that lineage. Um, and some of you have heard me uh, tell some of these stories as well, but I want us to bring them all back so that we're all on the same page together. But as I was preparing to... Um, to the, this, uh, this message, I thought about this time years ago when I had to prepare to become a pastor, a minister. And something that, w that I had to do, which was really great, um, was um, I had to go through different um, exams and whatnot. But one thing I had to do was get to know myself um, and my motivations and all of that. And so one thing that the, the person who was guiding us in that seminar did is he made all of us learn not only our personality, not only our background, but he had us create a family tree, something called a, a geneogram, really tracing our genealogy. And I had to learn just a little bit about um, my story because all of us have a story. All of us came from someone. We didn't just pop into this earth on our own. And none of us is really just a blank slate. We are connected to different family systems and family histories as well. And so um, when I was making my family tree, I got to um, connect some pretty cool dots in my life. And I got to you know, learn a bit more about my grandparents and about my great-grandparents and, um, and just, uh, you know, learn more about their stories and where they come from as well. And I'm very proud of, of the heritage God has given me. 
of the, the family story, family tree that, that I've become a part of. It hasn't all been pretty, but grace has abounded. Um, he podido ver la historia de Dios y su gracia en la historia de mi familia en las generaciones también. But um, it was interesting because one unique surprise that I got to make a connection of as I got to trace back my family tree and family name is that there was a great person of influence who back in the 1800s who was actually my great, 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 great grandfather. And he was, uh, it was really neat because, um, you know, that again, I know my immediate family and my grandparents and a great grandmother, but to trace it all the way back there, I, I traced my family name back to uh, someone by the name of Jose Justo Corro. Maybe none of you have ever like even heard that last name before, Corro before, but it's been around for a very long time. I even looked up the lineage. There's you know, records in the 1500s and all of that, but um, Jose Justo Corro is in my family tree. And he also had a very unique role in his uh, leadership and in his journey. Um, some of you have heard me say this before, but Jose Justo Corro actually served as the 10th president of the Republic of Mexico. And uh, he served a very short term, um, you know, just about a year or so, but there was one huge accomplishment that took place during Jose Justo Corro's time in office. The major accomplishment was that President Corro, don't you just love how that sounds? <laughs> President Corro? <laughs> President Corro actually negotiated, he managed the negotiation with Pope Gregory VI at the time that had authority over Spain, and President Coro obtained Mexico's independence from Spain, legally, in, in documentation. And I'm so proud of that, and you know, if, if anyone here is of uh, Mexican heritage or Mexican-American or anything like that, and you're glad that you don't belong to Spain, you're welcome. <laughs> and you know what? We'll even go a step further. You guys know this land, California, used to be a part of Mexican territory that now belongs to the U.S. So let's connect the dots. If it wasn't for President Coro, it would probably still belong to Spain. So U.S., you're also welcome. And while we're at it, North America, world history, you're welcome. I encourage you to do the same. Look at your roots. See how, with the journey, God has brought you and your family in through the generations. And even in my home office, I have a picture there. I once got it at, I don't know how they had this, but uh, at Disney World over in Florida, there's this store that you can go into that can give you really your whole family tree, your whole family lineage. And um, I have the description of our family name and it includes Jose Justo Corro in there in my home office. And my children get to see that and connect the dots with someone they never even knew, but they have some kind of connection to it. But similarly, for the Jewish culture and for the biblical story, they all trace their story back to a very special person by the name of Abraham. And that's why Abraham was called Father Abraham. 
people did the same thing. They traced their family trees to connect themselves back to Abraham. And this was something that was very important and a huge conversation within the New Testament where there was those who were culturally Jewish who could trace their connection back to Abraham through their lineage, through their blood lineage, through their heritage. But then there was a new group of people that were also being told that they had the blessing of Abraham, yet they didn't have the connect bloodline and lineage, but yet we, but we all could connect our story back to this person named Abraham, who the scriptures here call a friend of God. Abraham era un, un, un hombre de Dios y un amigo de Dios. Y le llamamos Papa Abraham, el Padre Abraham. So just a little bit about Abraham. Who was he? And why is he such a big deal in the scriptures? The text that we see here in this morning describes um, who, that, who Abraham was. And he was many things. Abraham had a covenant, had a promise with God. Dios hizo pacto con Abraham, que impactó todo el mundo. He had a covenant with God that impacted the entire world and all generations. Even you and I, we don't know it, but we are impacted by the covenant that God made with Abraham. These is generations, ten, thousands and thousands of years, but we're still impacted by that. All peoples, it says all peoples in the nation, in the world will be blessed through you. You and I have been blessed through this connection, this friendship, this relationship that God had with this man named Abraham. So in Genesis 12, we see a conversation that happened between Abraham and God. Um, and Abraham had a promise from God. He was given a promise. And then in Genesis 15, we see that that conversation then becomes a covenant. It becomes a promise. It's sealed. So what begins in their relationship, in their friendship, um, Abraham and God have a conversation, and then that conversation becomes a covenant. It goes from conversation to covenant. So back in, in uh, Genesis 12, God makes the following promise to Abraham. He says, I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. He doesn't just say, I'm, I will bless you, period. But I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. La promesa que Dios hizo con Abraham es, yo te voy a bendecir para que seas una bendición. Igualmente, Dios nos bendice para que seamos bendición a otros. We are also blessed to be a blessing, not just to keep it to ourselves. Some of us may be familiar with who Abraham is, others maybe not so much, and that's okay. We're all on the same ground here. We're all learning together. But just a little bit about Abraham. Abraham was a nomad. What does that mean? He wasn't really from anywhere. He, he went around, he, he, uh, he um, wasn't really part of any particular um, uh, you know, culture, maybe he was a mutt, he had all kinds of different uh, cultural connections and so on, and uh, he was a nomad from a land called Ur, and it, uh, the land called Ur is in the ancient Near East. It's in actually where we have modern, it's in a part of modern day Iraq today. So imagine that, the cradle of civilization and Father Abraham was born in this ancient land that has gone through so much turmoil over the generations in Iraq. Some of you remember a couple of years ago when Pope Francis went to visit Iraq 
he went to this special visit in Ur, in the, and because that was the land that was believed where Abraham was born. And so it's amazing, right? All of these people, who would think, you, me, all, even the Pope, even the Orthodox uh, overseer, uh, even other, other leaders, they all have this connection to this man, to Abraham, who had a promise with God that he would be blessed to be a blessing. And here's the truth. Yeah, we can argue this out, and you know, Bible geeks and, uh, and, and pastors can find this conversation really interesting, maybe not others so much, but we can argue you know, who has the most influence or impact in the story of the Bible and the story of salvation. And of course, we all know that the, the, the person with the most influence and impact is Jesus. La, la persona más importante de la Biblia es Jesucristo. But someone could make a very, very strong argument to say that if Jesus is the most important, then arguably the second most important and influential character in all of the Bible is Abraham. In fact, the three major uh, religions in the world today, Judaism, Islam, Christianity, I know they're always in tension and always in conflict with one another, but you know what's one thing they all have in common? Father Abraham. All three of them look to Abraham as their spiritual grandfather. And just to put this in numbers a little bit, right? These three major religions, the three major uh, movements in uh, faith movements through, uh, or religious movements throughout this world um, really make up about four to 4.5 billion members on earth. This planet, I think, just topped off or has a little bit over 8 billion people. So think about that. Over half of the world's population in 2023 look to this man, to Abraham, as their great father of faith. Yet here in his life, we read about his life throughout Genesis, and we see that his life was not a perfect life. We see Abraham doing some amazing things, and we see Abraham actually doing some pretty dumb things too. Lying, trying to cover up, trying to you know, uh, make, uh, manipulate outcomes and, and make things happen. We see him doubting, we see him fumbling around, we see him being afraid. So then which is it? Is Abraham this person of great faith? Or is Abraham someone of deep doubt and insecurity? And if Abraham was a friend of God, what does it mean? to be a friend of God? Are we called to be people of deep doubt or of deep faith? Does it mean we have to live by either one, faith or doubt? And the answer is yes. Yes, friends of God, like Abraham, like you and me, are people who wrestle with faith and doubt. Ser seguidores de, de Dios, de Jesucristo, quiere decir que vamos a tener fe y dudas en nuestro camino con Dios. We wrestle with faith and doubt. Father Abraham, yes, the one who half of the world's population looked to as a spiritual father, he was someone that was deeply broken and yet blessed by God. Aquebrantado y bendecido fue la vida de Abraham. He was broken and blessed 
And guess what? He was still called a friend of God. It was unconditional. God didn't say, oh, well, you just kind of have to keep this high profile and be this kind of guy and your wife has to be this kind of way. Okay, if you read Genesis, it's messy. You want to read a messy family soap opera? Read Genesis. The Bible doesn't hide it. It tells you this is who he was and that's what God had to work with. And he did. He was faithful. He was broken and blessed and still called a friend of God. Abraham era un amigo de Dios, aquebrantado y bendecido. So how do we see, right, that how does God actually deal with Abraham's doubts, with his fear, with all of that? We see actually that God engages Abraham's fear through conversation, and that conversation leads to covenant. So just as our brother Al was saying earlier today, do we have questions? Do we have fears? Bring them before God. God won't run away from you. Trae tus preguntas, trae tus cuestiones, trae tus dudas ante de Dios. Él no, él no, él no va a correr de ti. He's not going to run away from you. We see actually that that conversation is what leads to covenant. And we see it over and over again in the scriptures. When we're in seasons where we're following Jesus in uncertain times when things aren't clear, may our call be to be like Abraham, someone broken and blessed yet a friend of God. Abraham was called the father of faith, and you can write this down, and it'll be up on the slides too. Abraham was called the father of faith because he went without knowing. Yet he fully trusted. To be a friend of God is to go without knowing and to fully trust. What can we learn from Abraham, the friend of God? He went without knowing, yet he trusted God no matter what. Abraham confió en Dios. Y fue sin saber, pero tuvo fe. He went without knowing and trusted God no matter what. God called Abraham, and all Abraham did was say, Here I am, Lord. Send me. I will go. And that's amazing. Again, part of being a friend of God is to go without knowing and to trust no matter what. Part of being a friend of God is when God calls, we respond. Some of you are in school, in middle school or high school or whatever it may be. And every day they, they take attendance, right? And when your teacher says your name, what do you say? Here. Here I am. And that's exactly what happened in this friendship with God and Abraham. All God said was, Abraham. And God responded, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord, send me. Abraham didn't say, oh, here are all my gifts, here are all my strengths, here's my resume. <laughs> he just said, here, here I am. The best ability that God uses is availability. 
The best ability God uses is availability. I know many of us have many gifts, many strengths, many resources, but if we're not available, if, if God is taking role and we're not saying, here I am, Lord, we're not showing up. And when we show up, we see God show off in incredible ways. Abraham experienced a lot of times of patience, a lot of times of waiting, a lot of times of trusting, and yet persevering. All of that is part of what it means to be friends with God. Who's ever experienced that? Who's ever had to experience patience, waiting, trusting, persevering, If you've experienced any of those things just like Father Abraham, then maybe you too are also friends of the heart with God, just as Abraham was. Maybe you've thought some of those things are indicators of your distance from God. I've been waiting, I've been trusting, I've been persevering, but what if that's an indicator of your friendship with God? He is with you. He won't leave you. We see this over and over with Abraham's family tree. Abraham and Sarah had a son named Isaac. And then Isaac had a son named Jacob. And then Joseph. And then so on. Throughout the book of Genesis, we see their whole family story. Their whole family lineage. They all followed God in uncertain times. They followed God against all odds. But one thing you see about all the friends of God throughout the scriptures, and about Abraham's family, is that Abraham's family was messy, (laughs) just like all families. Abraham's family were imperfect. They were an imperfect family, but they followed a perfect God. Don't try to just keep up an appearance of a perfect kind of family. The Instagram, Insta-famous, super mom or dad or whatever, it, it's not real. <laughs> Give it all to God. He works with imperfect families like ours. He works with imperfect people as we move forward and follow him. Then after what felt like uh, forever of um, waiting on God, God speaks to Abraham in, in Genesis 15. And his first words to Abraham, after he had been waiting patiently for that promise of a son, God actually says to Abraham, fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Do not fear, do not be afraid. No temas, fueron las palabras que Dios le dio a Abraham. God speaks and he says to Abraham, I am your shield, I am your reward, I am your friend. Do not be afraid. In reaction to God's declaration, when God says that to Abraham, I'm tempted to, you know, insert a fill-in, a filler for Abraham and say, yes, but God, you don't really understand here. You know, I want to put myself in Abraham's shoes and hear God's promise say, do not fear, do not be afraid. And then I want to respond, yes, but, yes, but God, this. How about you? What's your yes, but God statement today? 
Maybe we want to say, yes, God, but you really don't understand what I'm going through. To which God responds, do not fear. Yes, God, but all of the odds are against me. Do not fear. Yes, God, but I don't have the resources and I'm really in deep pressure all around. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. I am the Lord your God. Do not fear. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be your God and you will be my people. I am your God and I will take care of you. And guess what? Friends, brothers, sisters, the Lord takes care of his friends. He will take care of you. He will provide for you. Nuestro Dios provee para sus amigos y amigas, para su familia. Él va a proveer para ti, para tu familia, para tu hogar. The Lord takes care of his friends. The Lord will take care of you. And even in this season that we're in, as a church community, we're trusting, we're going without knowing. May we remind each other that the Lord will take care of us. Dios nos va a cuidar a nosotros. How about for you, what's your yes God but statement today? Whatever that may be, how big or how small, you, how, whatever that you may be experiencing, may you hear that same answer from the God of Abraham. Do not fear. I am your shield. I am your strength. I am your protector. God engages Abraham's doubts And one thing that we've seen in the life of Abraham, again, in the beautiful, joyful, and messy life of Abraham, is that Abraham was a man who experienced deep pain in his life. And he also experienced deep, deep love. Does any of that sound familiar? That's part of a marker of being a friend of God going through seasons of deep pain, but even deep, deeper love. Faith invites us to be willing to doubt our doubts. Because Abraham had doubts, he had questions. But because of this friendship that he had with God, he was able to say, yes, I see that question, yes, I see that doubt, but because of my faith, I'm going to doubt my doubt. Because of my faith, I'm going to question my questions. Why? Because I know someone. I have a friend who will take care of me, who will make a way. La fe nos invita a dudar nuestras dudas. So Imago Church, may we bring it all to him, bring it all to God, bring it all to the Lord, the big questions, the, the messy questions, the messy situations, the comfortable, uncomfortable, 
instead of running away into fear, into something or someone that we know will not satisfy, that we know will not fulfill us or comfort us in only the way the living God can. Instead of running away, run to him and see what he'll do. I love how this this passage that we read today reminds us of this. It says, consider the faith of Abraham in James 2.6. Consider the faith of Abraham. He believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Not the actions that that he did, but he believed, he trusted, and that was credited to him as righteousness. It says the scripture was fulfilled. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called friend. Uh, He was called God's friend. Again, another marker of what it means to be a friend of God, just like Abraham, to go without knowing, to trust no matter what, to experience deep pain and also deep love, is Abraham takes God at his word. Abraham believes God. He believes that God can be trusted and God doesn't even have to prove it to him. He believes he takes God at his word. To be friends with God is to take him at his word. Even in those times, Abraham was waiting yet he took him at his word. He knew God was going to come through in the midst of crisis. And oftentimes for us, Uh, Faith or lack of faith is made most evident in times of crisis. Nuestra fe a veces se demuestra más en tiempos y momentos de crisis. Abraham believed God. He took him at his word. He believed that God would give him a son in spite of many years of childlessness. He would believe that God would use him to bless all the families of the earth. He took God at his word. Maybe you've heard a word from the Lord where he's saying, do not fear. I'm going to provide. I promise. Take him at his word. He can be trusted. He will follow through. Abraham believed God that uh, that God would come through with his promise that he would have a future against all odds, against all circumstances in which he found himself. God believed in this promise. Uh, 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 Abraham believed in the promise of God, yet all the evidence wasn't there immediately. Abraham held on to hope. And holding on to hope is holding on to life. You know, my only living grandparent, um, my, my grandma Flora, my abuela Flora, abuelita Flora, that's something that she taught me over the years, that we need to hold on to hope. She's 96 years old now. Because to hold on to hope is to hold on to life. Without hope, there is no life. There may be existence, but that's not the life that God has called us to. And here's the truth. All spiritual battles are fought in the battle arena of faith. Todas las batallas espirituales se pelean en la... Son, son peleas de batallas de fe. All the spiritual battles in this life are fought in the battle arena of faith. All of life's obstacles require us to confront the answer, who am I trusting? Who am I taking at their word? 
Who do I know? Who am I friends with? Who am I in relationship with? Where am I laying down the weight of my life? Fear, that's always going to pop in when we question those moments, when we question the promises of God. Fear exchanges trust in God for trust in people, places, material things, and outcomes. And here's the worst thing about fear. Fear actually creates a barrier in receiving a blessing or in being a blessing. Fear creates a wall from receiving that channel of love, grace, and blessing from God. Fear and control, all those things just create barriers for blessing. I know we think that we're helping ourselves or saving ourselves, but all of that is just going to create a barrier. And instead of creating barriers, friends, brothers, sisters, God can use you to be a channel of blessing, of blessing to yourself, to your family, to others around you. And that's the first word that God comes back to Abraham with. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. I am the Lord your God. I am your shield. This, as we see it here in the friendship, in the relationship with God and Abraham, this wasn't a suggestion from God. This was a command And as we've talked about here at Imago before, it's not just a one-time command or suggestion, but do not fear, do not be afraid is the most repeated command in all of Scripture. From Genesis to Revelation, Old Testament, New Testament, do not fear, do not be afraid is the most repeated command from God to his people. Faith gives us courage to live out the faith of Abraham who was called a friend of God. To take God at his word, that takes courage. That takes strength. It's not just our own strength, but it's his strength in and through us. Faith gives us courage to charge the unknown. So together, as we're pressing on in this year, my prayer is that as we press on in 2023 and beyond individually, but then as a community together, that we would go without knowing. That we would trust God no matter what. Because as followers of Jesus, we are blessed to be a blessing. We receive that same promise that was given to Abraham. Each one of us is blessed to be a blessing for a greater purpose. So friends, brothers, sisters, do not fear. Do not be afraid. Our Lord, our God, our friend, Jesus, is with us. And he will never leave us. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you. What a friend we have in you. And thank you, Lord, that any friendship that we have with you, Lord, is not even initiated by you, by, by us, Lord God, but it's initiated by you. And we can respond 
just like Abraham did, Lord, when you call out to us, we can just simply say, here I am. Use me, send me, pick me for your purposes, Lord. Para entrar a esta amistad con Dios, simplemente necesitamos decir, eme aquí, Señor, envíame a mí, aquí estoy. Here I am, Lord. I take you at your word. I believe in you. I receive that promise that I am blessed to be a blessing. Lord God, would you take us deeper in our friendship with you? Even when it looks messy and awkward, just like your relationship with Abraham and his family did, may we continue to go without knowing, to trust without fully understanding, and to take you at your word, Lord, because we know that you are a God who loves and cares for his friends. Lord, even when we stumble in that, may we continue to just come right back and connect with you. Señor, danos la fe de confiar que siempre vas a proveer para nosotros, porque nos llamas no solamente siervos, pero amigos, y tú provees para tus amigos. And Lord, as we just take these, this, these next couple of weeks to prepare, Lord, for this beautiful and powerful and eternal signs that we see during Easter, Lord God, may we be able to say yes to stop resisting, to stop running away, to stop placing barriers of fear in front of what you're trying to do in our lives, Lord. Instead, we lean in and we simply say, here we are, Lord. Use us, pick us, choose us for your purposes, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, that we are never, ever alone. Thank you for all the people here, Lord, for all the families, for those watching online, Lord God, for, all, for even the youngest, Lord, those in elementary school, in middle school, in high school, the teenagers, Lord, be with them. May they know that they have a friend in you, Lord, that you will never leave them, you will never forsake them, Lord. For those that are in a different season, middle-aged or, or, or golden years, Lord God, where loneliness can be a very real thing, Lord God. May they know that they have a friend in you, Lord, who can be trusted, who will always be there for them. And us as a community, Lord, may we know that we don't just depend on ourselves, we don't depend on, on uh, situations, circumstances, people. We depend on our friend, and that's you, Lord. We take you at your word. We say, yes, Lord, we believe you against all odds, against all obstacles, against all circumstances, because we know that you have called us, and the one who calls us is faithful, and he will do it. Do your thing, Lord, in and through us. Haz tu cosa maravillosa entre nosotros, Dios Santo. Do your thing, Lord, in and through us. Use us for your purposes, all for your glory. In Jesus' faithful name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and we'll close with this final song.